So here's the thing. We spent years on Perfect Weekly trying to call Australia. We had manuals out. We had Mike. I think we ruined Mike trying to do that. <laughs> and now you're on Facebook and like your grandmother butt dials you and you're like, I didn't know you could call people on Facebook. Well, apparently you can call people on Facebook. <laughs> so we're coming back. You can, call people on Facebook. you can call people on Facebook. So we're coming back after all these years. We're hijacking Sue's little podcast and we're having an edition of Driving Miss Keza. I am driving to work while, okay, this is actually kind of funny. I am driving to work while we are going to talk very briefly about our initial thoughts on Cursed Child. And the funny thing is, I'm try this is the first time on Perfect Weekly I've tried to back my car out of the driveway and I just almost hit Danielle's car. True story. Because she parked behind me. So I'm trying to do that thing where you're like 17 point turn out of your driveway. And I made it. Because yeah. luckily, these things come with mirrors now. Woohoo! A sixth one. So we've actually we should. Do you have like the camera on we, the back of your car that have, shows you where you're driving? We do. We have the camera on the back of the car, and um, the fun thing yeah. is the camera after it rained one day got all like spotty. So I had to like go back there and try and find the camera to wipe it off, but I didn't know where the camera was. So I'm like, like I'm picturing someone watching me through the camera with like my giant eyeball looking around. So it's kind of comical. I just realized we've got like 20 minutes hey. for this podcast and we're talking about the camera on my Subaru. Yeah, we've got one too. Oh, you do? It's exciting. A camera or a Subaru? Uh, a camera on the Holden. On the what? It's very Australian. On the Holden. What the hell's a Holden? The Holden, yeah. You keep saying Holden. Holden. I don't know what you're saying. What's what's a Holden? Hol Holden. Do you not know what a Holden is? I continue to not know what a Holden is. What's a Holden? A <laughs> <laughs> Holden is an Australian Oh. oh, you people in your cars. <laughs> that, that was the kid who fell down the stairs. We should admit, we did this yesterday, and then we said after the fact we should have recorded this, so we're going to just do it again. Yesterday, because it was so wrapped up in the story, her daughter had fallen down the stairs, laid there for, what, ten minutes, screaming for help, and no help arrived. That's what she Because <laughs> you fell down the stairs. How are you breathing? <laughs> <laughs> She's one. She's one of us. She's a Papuanian. Well, it's like I'm taking over Sue's podcast here. I'm taking over Sue's podcast for the day here, and Sue unfortunately just like fell off her porch or her roof or something. So she put up all these pictures of herself on Facebook, and she looks like she's like a domestic abuse victim because she got beat up by a porch. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that. It, unfortunately, it looks like yeah. she got beat up by me to get the keys to the podcast. No one can beat up Sue. She's too nice. You'd go to hell for sure. That's right. It is. All right. So, Cursed Child. We talked yes. about it a little bit yesterday. We left out some stuff, and we'll retread a little bit. My favorite moment of the thing, and I gave it a two out of five stars, so there weren't very many of those. I knew <laughs> nothing, 
nothing about the plot that was not spoiled. I glared at people. I gave them significant glances if they tried to spoil me. My uh, favorite moment was, it was like a time-delayed reaction. Hermione's the Minister for Magic. I like that. Good for her. Wait a minute. Something's occurring to... Ron's the First Lady! That was my favorite moment <laughs> of the entire thing. Ron being the First Lady of the Wizarding World. Liked that very, very much. Um, other than that... <laughs> oh, we have a... We have Dalaki Keza. <laughs> it's going very well. I'm in the Subaru doing 51 miles an hour right now. Can you repeat, Keza, what the hell you say? I think they're swearing. I can't. How fast is 51 miles an hour? Um, it's under the speed limit. Actually, no, it's over the speed limit. The speed limit's apparently 50. Um, it's, I can't do the math. Hold on. It's, um, I can't believe we're doing this right now. It's about 80, 80 <laughs> kilometers per hour. Do you do kilometers? I think it's like 80. Okay, that's right. Well, now I'm going faster because now I'm all stressed out. So I'm driving faster. I'm accelerating. You must have loved Back to the Future. You're like, 88. He's like going through a crosswalk. Like, it's not that bad. All right. But how come you only gave us two out of five stars? All right. I have, my reviews are five stars. I loved it. Four stars. That was very good. I didn't love it, but it was very good. Three stars. I enjoyed it, but there, you know, there was just something about it. There was a, there was a problem with it that kind of like I couldn't get past. Two stars. That was pretty bad. There's, there was some stuff in there I appreciated, but overall it was pretty bad. One star, it was awful. I've only given one one-star review in, in my life. Um, was that a year like none of us? <laughs> no, it was, it was, a, it was a, a book called The Grasshopper Jungle. Never, ever read it. Oh. Um, <laughs> what did you get, Marcy? Oh, well, I haven't re read the fix, but yours I would give a five. I enjoyed yours very much. And I felt bad that we crashed your author interview to do our goodbye party. So I think that, like, I went back and forth. I gave it two and a half stars, but I can't do that. I had to do either two or three. So I said, okay, well, we'll go with three. We'll be generous. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, no, I'm not going to be generous. This thing was awful at times. So I took that back. Um, and then I got the book in the mail. I ordered both. The book in the mail uh, arrived Monday evening, and I got the uh, Kindle version Sunday morning. Um, and when I got, so I yeah. opened the, the book last night, and on the back of it, it says the eighth story, 19 years later, or whatever. I'm like, they're advertising it as the eighth edition. And I appreciate that it's a play. Yeah. I appreciate it that we don't get, you know, a lot of description, which is fine. And we can fill in the gaps in our head because we've all seen the movies a hundred times or I've seen them, you know, 12 times. But, you know, we we've, we we know what the Great Hall looks like. We, we can kind of fill this in. But the, the dialogue didn't sound like the characters. The plot kind of didn't make a whole lot of sense. And... The plot was a bit weird. It, it was weird. And <laughs> it's like, by the end of it, it's like... I, I, the, like, even, like, the descriptions weren't even edited they were like run-on sentences which i appreciate might just be how it works but it's like 
you're selling the you're you're gonna you know you're gonna disappoint people when you sell this because they're gonna expect a novel even if they know not to expect a novel. Like, come on, man, yeah. go through and capitalize some stuff. Like it just it, it <laughs> yeah it felt like odd fan fiction. Like off the top of my head, like the scene we talked about where um that was Albus in the uh, why were they in the um. They were in the hospital wing because his arm inexplicably broke over 20 years for no reason. We don't know why. Yeah, I still don't get that. And then Ron's broke. Then Ron's arm broke for no reason. I don't I don't get it. I, I have no idea. Try to figure out why Albus and Ron broke their arms for no reason. They're in the hospital wing. And there's Dumbledore's portrait. Hi, Dumbledore's portrait. We've read this many times. Sometimes it's Dumbledore in a portrait, just resuming his life, portrait bound. Sometimes it's like a fortune cookie of Dumbledore expressions. Sometimes it just sleeps through the whole thing. We don't know. So this one apparently has a bite to him, and he's like painting, painted paper, painted or whatever. Painted memory. Painted memory. And he's just blathering on about painted memory. And then my favorite line was like, and that that right there was sarcasm, by the way was when he's saying, well, like, leave me alone. I don't have kids. I don't know. It's like, really? Why are you in the story then if you don't feel like talking to us? Like, it just, it, and Harry's calling him Dumbledore. Harry always called him Dumbledore, but not to Dumbledore. Like, if Harry was a loyal Democrat, he would not walk into the Oval Office and be like, Barry, my brother. Like, you don't do that. You say professor. That's what you do. <laughs> and while we're on that little turd named Harry Potter, I was about to, uh, I was 37% of the way through, and that was when uh, Al and Scorpius changed the timeline the first time. I was about ready to just put the book down and go away. Because you know those Weasley fuckers that you really get pissed off at sometimes, the brothers, because it's the Harry Ginny fic, and they like throw Ginny into her bedroom and they give her a doll, yeah. and they say, play with this, because they caught Harry and Ginny kissing, and they, and they pat her on the head, because she's only 17 or whatever. Yeah. I hate that. So Harry comes in. So I'm picturing, first, I thought this was real. And, it's, and Harry has just lost his mind. And he's come in and says, you are never to talk to your only friend again, ever. Because I know nothing about the power of friendship. <laughs> Not only that, I'm having you tagged like a whale being released into the wild. And my former head of house, who I respect like almost none other, I'm going to threaten that senior citizen with government audit unless she walks around and just stares at you all the time. I'm like, what the hell is that? So then I'm like, no, no, no. It's because the timeline changed. This is bitchy, Harry. So then the timeline changes back, and he's still doing it. It's badly written. That was the whole problem. It was badly written. So that annoyed me quite much. Oh. Well, I liked Ron. Ron was great. I did read a... um. My, Ron was awesome. I read a thing, and it kind of matched my opinion. You, like, because you know if I love Ron in something that seems like a fan fiction, it's probably badly written because I'm not, I don't usually do that. But he was like the comic relief. He was the comic relief. Like, they're all freaked out, and he shows up, oh, I went through the wrong flu, and he clearly fell in the kitchen, and he's got, like, the bib around his neck because he stopped for a bite to eat, even though, like, the kids are missing. How many times did Al go missing in this play? Like three times, two, three, two times, three times. 
Yeah. Well, the candy cart lady, I will say this. The candy cart lady on the Hogwarts Express, I have never read that before. No, that surprised me. That was the, that was like the only surprise though. Like most of the rest of it, I've read a fic like this before. I'm like, this is a combination of Backers with Purpose and, and, and Paradigm of Uncertainty mixed with Bob's trilogy thing, or it's Paradigm Uncertainty. It was Psychic Serpent, know, the, the one with, her, with Harry and Hermione, where he keeps looking for Hermione in, in another universe, and every universe is a different fan fiction he falls into. Yes, and, and you know, I've seen so many, and then, then the trolley lady turns up, and my son who hasn't read the story is just, oh, he's got headphones on, that's okay, he's not listening to me. Yes. Say hi, Michael. It's Ron. From America. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, oh, in that case, hello. Don't leave my train. No one leave my train. I have to feel like she could have dealt with the Dementors better in book three. I'm like, where has she been? Like, she's the trolley lady, right? Yeah, didn't they? Wait a minute. I'm did like, it, why is she even on the cast list? Well, here's the she question. about the troll lady. What? Is it not she's true? Like, she's didn't they pull Luna well, off the Hogwarts Express in Deathly Hallows and that's how they kidnapped her? Yes, where was she then? Where was she then? She's all upset because a couple of kids are trying to go and see someone in a nursing home. But the Death Eaters kidnap your children, <laughs> presumed dead, nothing. Did the Death Eaters take her out? <laughs> did, did Voldemort take out the trolley lady? Could you imagine that no, battle? No, she said, never. No one's ever, no kid has ever gotten off the train before. Except Luna. Lotto. <laughs> Except Luna. Lotto. <laughs> now, because now yes. I know... Now I, I know have th- never seen that before. Now I know there's children running around, so I have to counterman that and not swear at oncoming God. traffic. And not swear at rush hour oh traffic. He's gone. Okay. Here's so my question. Did Voldemort always have a penis? <laughs> because the way I put this was... At first, I, I forgot who raised Delphi, whatever the hell her name is, and I'm like, you know what, that doesn't, that's not Harry Potter-esque, because just because Voldemort's the father doesn't mean she'll turn out to be evil. Then I realized she was actually raised by evil people, so that kind of made sense. But here's my, I have several, I have many questions about this and how stupid it is, but here's my main question. Voldemort was disembodied by the, by the protection, the love protections of Lily Potter, and his body was restored like, in a crock pot, using bits of crap we found around. We used Harry's blood, like, uh, Wormtail's hand. Where did the sperm come from? (laughs) Who is the father? And, when has Voldemort ever, like, said, ooh, I want to get jiggy with it? When did that happen? (laughs) And, I have more ands, and... We, okay, so we're at the, the Voldemort board meeting at the beginning of Deathly Hallows. Bellatrix is there, presumably not pregnant, because Draco didn't know that she was pregnant. Draco was there the whole time, as you said yesterday. Never knew she was pregnant. Never wondered where the yeah, love child was. He was there the whole time. At what point did he go, oh, look, At what point did she get birth? Because we see her throughout the year. We see her. Okay, here's the thing. Oh, oh, look at this. All right, so we got um, Bellatrix at the board meeting. <laughs> then Bellatrix is um, being impersonated by Hermione at Diagon Alley. No one said, wow, she really dropped a ton. And then, because Voldemort... Yeah. Yeah. 
and then we, you know, we have the whole battle thing with her uh, when she's when she's attacking Hermione and torturing Hermione. You know, Dobby tries to maim or seriously injure her. Dobby would not try and maim or injure a pregnant woman. So that, so she clearly had had the baby then. So I don't know when she was pregnant with this dastardly love child. That doesn't make sense. Like, what? Why not have him do it during, like, um, uh, what's the other one? Half-Blood Prince. He was, he took the movie off. Yeah. That was weird to me that it's like the love child of Voldemort and Bellatrix. I think it would have been better that she was just like Death Eater sympathizing Yes, person. I agree. I like, think, it, yeah. That she just wanted the Dark Lord back because she worshipped him because she was like Death or She didn't have to be his kid. Yeah, that was and that was just a little odd. And like, I never knew you could transfigure into people or get stuck like that. Like those kids who make those weird faces and their parents say you're gonna get stuck like that. I didn't realize that. <laughs> I wasn't clear when they took the That's uh, when why they you make poly when they went to Amos Diggory's room. Yes, the if you could transfigure into a person, why would they make polyjuice? I, I I don't understand that. Transfigure yourself into that. Whoever, Mathilda, Hopkirk, or whoever. Yeah, and when, um, when Albus and, and, and I keep wanting to say Albus, Simon, and Theodore, when, um, Albus, um, Severus, and Delphi polyjuiced into the trio, when did they get, like, hair samples from them? Because they, they, they decided on the train to do it. Like, when did they, like, steal her comb? Like, I was, and when did they get, when did they get the ingredients? <laughs> How did they make polyjuice? And when they went to Amos Diggory's room and took out the black light, well, I thought that I was... Delphi had been saying that for a while because the first thing that got me is they're calling the meeting and yep. and Hermione, Minister for Magic, says, hey, people, have you noticed anything odd? And the only person that says anything is Professor McGonagall. And she's like, yeah, there's someone boomstrang and then lace ring flies from the potion store. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Making juice. And Hermione's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> and I'm like, Hermione, you've dropped the ball. Like, I was wondering if that was, yeah. She'd been making it. She'd been making it and planning it in the summer, but I don't know where she got the ingredients to turn it. And and why does it suddenly, Mad I said it tastes like goblin piss. Yes. So why does it suddenly taste like fish? That's a little weird to me. And how did she get into Hogwarts? Because I wondered if that was the polyjuice. I have that in my notes. But how did she get into Hogwarts to steal it? So that at least, you know, they thought of that, even though it was, you know, written in a weird way. I did love that they wep- that Hermione weaponized her library. I did enjoy. Th- <laughs> I enjoyed the fact that she weaponized the library. I thought that was clever. Um, Albus. Yes, although Professor McGonagall thought she was. Well, this is the thing. You've got Harry. Harry is being vitriolic towards a little old lady who, like, once, like, saved his life. You know, that was unforgivable, what he said to to Professor McGonagall. You have, um, Ginny looks to Harry and says, it's getting harder and harder to forgive you, Harry. And then you've got, um, McGonagall disappointed in Hermione. That would be like on Gilmore Girls with Rory in the boat. Like, that would be like a life-altering event for Hermione, that McGonagall was displeased with her. And I'm like, we came back after, you know, eight years or whatever it's been, so everyone can be pissy with each other? Like, really? Like, we we should have just left them where they were. They were all happy. They were happy. But that's why I like Ron, because he was happy. Yeah. He's just easy going, laid back, and he's like, 
and the bit I really love, like, because they're 40, because it says 19 years later, yep. but then they, like, madly dash through first year and second. And so Ron's sitting there, he comes into the kitchen, sits down for this meeting, and goes, oh, we're all so old. And I'm like, my feet hurt. I'm 40. And, my, and I'm sitting there reading this. I'm like, I'm 42, and my feet hurt. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm with you, Ron. <laughs> you I love when they polyjuice into Ron and they're like, when did Ron get fat? Because, <laughs> like, he's, they're walking around with the Ron Weasley gut. <laughs> Alba's in yeah. seven. Can I ask a question? Do the English say, no way, Jose? Is that an English uh, thing? I don't Because Severus. I don't not Severus. So. I keep saying Severus, Scorpius. I, I've been saying Severus. I'm driving. I'm, I'm, I'm distracted. I don't know what this guy's doing. There's this guy in a golf, and, like, we can't decide, like, who should go first, and we're just sitting here, like, nodding to each other. Like, yeah. Like, I'm the lookout. Like, <laughs> like I can't And he's back. like, who is he talking to? This is weird. Yeah, he's like, is he podcasting, perhaps, with Australia? <laughs> you go first. I'm on international. This is fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. We're good. So. All right, so we have about two minutes before I get to work here. So, so closing immediate thoughts. Scorpius, I love Scorpius. He's a Hufflepuff. Can't even get his tutor and he likes hugging. Now, does anyone else think, did you think, well, you're the only one here, I should probably ask you. Did you think that it was going to be a slash fic? (laughs) I read a fic that someone wrote that said, don't worry, there's no spoilers, but here I've written this fic because someone told me about it. And I ummed and out about reading. I'm like, how can you write a fic with no spoilers? Anyway, she was hinting towards that they had a, um, stronger friendship than friendship, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. So I went into it wondering if that was going to happen, but, you know, Scorpius, although Rose is mean to him... Rose is a horrid human being. She's awful. She's horrible. Awful. (laughs) He he totally wants her. (laughs) So I don't don't know. I think he's just a huggy guy, because I love the line where he just, like, gives Albus a hug, and Albus is like, you're hugging me, didn't you? Like, you're weak, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I thought their friendship was really great. I wouldn't like to see it turn flash, to be honest. I, I think that they need to be not like more than friends. Yeah. I was just kidding. Yeah, I was I just, think they have a great friendship. I did enjoy it because I'm assuming Delphi needed them to cooperate so that they could keep changing the timeline. And the whole thing with Cedric we haven't touched on. I, I just think it's bizarre that the, the, the plot line is we're going to have. Um, we're going to have Cedric come back to life, be humiliated, so he'll become a Death Eater, kill Neville, and then, you know, the the Dark Lord will remain, and, that, and that's the game plan. Like, you couldn't just go back and kill Neville? Who came up with this prophecy that was written on Amos Diggory's ceiling, and you need a black light to see it? Because why does he have a black light in there? And it's a CSI. Yeah, that, that was a little weird. So it's like, it just, the whole thing, and we're going to get into this way more in depth on um, POV Weekly, but it just, it seemed like there was just my initial reaction was I didn't like it. It just seemed like there was so much that was either not written as, as I believe the character would say it, or it, it was so difficult to follow. Um, like I didn't follow that. They went from the yeah, third task to 1981. Like I didn't understand how they got to 1981. I especially don't understand how, yeah. Her, how Al and, Se- and Sever, why am I saying Severs? Because it's Alba Severs. Al and Scorpius, um, got the blanket. And like, excuse me, I know you're in hiding for your child. Allow me to pour this crap on your kid's blanket. Don't be alarmed. Like, it's just like, that was... <laughs> They've stolen it, so they're thieves. 
Yes, they're thieves. That's sad. I think it's weird, and I'm sort of sitting there going, have you people been reading too much fan fiction? Because I was just like, what? This is crazy. <laughs> but that said, I really, really liked Albus and Scorpius and knowing more about their character. I think they were the best characters in there, like new characters. I think I've got a better sense of them, and I think that's because those are, those are the ones that Joey was interested in. When she created the, the next generation for the epilogue, those were the two that she wanted to know more about. So those are the ones she's been thinking about. So those ones, to me, make more sense than some of these. Like, why is Rose so mean? And the plot's just mind-bending. It, it doesn't... Yeah, it makes <laughs> absolutely like no sense. Play. It makes no sense. But I'll just say this. I still want to see it. Yeah, I, well, I, I think I would love to see it as a play, but I, I think that the, the, the script book doesn't do it justice. It's a poorly written script book and the, the dialogue was not rolling out yeah. rolling esque. So I think it's even like you could give this to Patrick and Stewart. He could do wonderful. I don't know. I don't know where he gets his sperm. That was my number one question. No one knows Bellatrix put on a little weight. <laughs> She's just fat. And her loyal husband where did he get I, and I gotta go I'm in my parking space talking softly because my coworkers are gonna be like why is he mumbling stuff about Harry Potter in his car um, the the thing I didn't get was it was it was he got when Rodolphus when he returned from Azkaban he or when he returned to Azkaban or from or whatever he he told um, Delphi who she was boy they let him out on work release why did he get out of Azkaban he's there for a reason he's a very not nice man and he out his wife's love child with another man to tell her who her parents are. The whole thing, the whole thing was bizarre. I, w- I will say this. I felt like Scorpius seemed like, his character seemed over the top. He didn't seem like he belonged in the Harry Potter universe. He just, he seemed like, hello! Like, he just, he, <laughs> he, he didn't seem like a Malfoy. I enjoyed reading him, but he didn't seem like who he should have been. Like, just like Ron. I enjoyed reading Ron, but yeah. Ron didn't seem enough like Ron. I appreciate that he's happy years later, but he just seemed a little... Not he didn't seem like Ron. Harry definitely didn't seem like Harry, because I honestly I have difficulty picturing Harry as screwed up as he is telling his son I wished you weren't mine. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like there was a lot. Like it was like we came back but for I this. Like when he told off Dumbledore. Yeah. You know when he told off Dumbledore, you left me alone in that house. They were picking on me, and you didn't care. It's like every fic I've ever read. Exactly. Where they all have Harry go off at Dumbledore for. Leaving him alone with the Dursleys, and he finally goes off with you. I must go. My coworkers are approaching the car. I have to go undercover. It's been real. Okay. Bye. Otherwise, they might find you. They might. Top of the pops better get ready for the new hit sing.